Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to another special episode of the 5-Minute Drill. I'm your host, Simran Sandu, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Michael Huber, who is the president and CEO of the Indy Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. Thank you, Simran. Yeah, of course. So as you know, we've seen cancellations and delays for many major indie events, including Big Ten basketball games, Gen Con, and even the Indy 500. So I'm curious to hear, what are some of the repercussions the city will face from an economic development standpoint? Well, certain bil- certainly billions in, in lost revenue, and that's not something that we take lightly. Uh, Indianapolis is disadvantaged in some ways, but then in the long run may be advantaged. The, the, the obvious ways that we're disadvantaged is that we take a lot of pride in being a top 10 convention city. I'm going to say a top five sports city. I really believe that when you put the Indianapolis 500 together in our history of hosting all these events. And so clearly there's still question marks about when those huge events are going to open up um, as the economy reopens. Um, so that's, that's um, a, a challenge that we're experiencing right now. And the, the impact is multi-billion. On the positive side, Indianapolis has the second largest FedEx hub in the world, um, and many of our companies like Lilly and Roche are actively engaged in the uh, in producing testing um, and other services related to the fight against COVID-19. So there is a sense that Indianapolis may be able to do a little better in a recovery when we get to that point. But certainly it's been the most challenging thing I think any of us have had to deal with in our in our lifetimes. Right. It's certainly been a challenge all across the board, which is why I'm interested to know what kind of initiatives is the chamber taking on to support small businesses? So we made the decision around March 13th, 14th to basically send all of our troops to the front lines servicing small business. So we're a staff of just under 60 people. We've got over 50 people where all they're doing all day long is helping small businesses. Um, I would say 40 of those individuals are just doing small business lending. So we've done over $7 million in very small business loans. We are a PPP lender, but um, we've also raised our own fund, which is approaching $10 million just to do very small loans to uh, uh, 25,000 is the largest um, loan that we will do. Um, we anticipate that effort will last at least a couple more months. The other thing that we're doing, we were featured on MSNBC on Mother's Day for a program we call Rapid Response Talent, where we're doing we're we're trying to match um, employers that are hiring. We do have employee employers that are hiring with employees that are seeking jobs. The the service and hospitality industries have been hit very hard, and it's really a scrappy service almost like triage to connect the employer with the employee. We're very happy to say we've helped in the low hundreds of people find new opportunities through that effort and that partnership. Well, I'm really glad to hear that, especially given how quickly we're seeing unemployment rise. Now, would it be safe to assume that this program has gained a lot of traction? It has uh, to an extent that our challenge is really servicing the demand, like all the all the uh, demand for small business loans and then all the demand for um, from both employers and employees who are looking for their next opportunity. And I think it really points to an evolving different business model for us. Whereas, you know, we do, we do lobbying and advocacy in the political arena. Um, we do a lot of business attraction, trying to get companies to expand here and companies to relocate here. I, I actually see us investing a lot more in these kind of uh, fast uh, much more tangible small business services because this this um, the last two and a half months have been a shock. It's going to be a long runway for many of these small businesses, um, even in an economic recovery. Because even though 
the government regulations may say, hey, it's, it's, it's safe to be open. What about customers who don't quite feel right about being in a space that they perceive as crowded? What about customers who are taking care of a loved one who may be immunocompromised? Um, these small businesses are going to need a lot of help from their community. And I see us investing a lot more in that. Absolutely. I mean, these are issues that can't be overlooked. So I appreciate you sharing that. But switching gears here, as we approach the end of this interview, what is one final piece of advice you would like to offer local businesses or consumers who are trying to navigate the uncertainty ahead? I found myself saying in the first four to six months, just survive. And I even think of the term hibernate. Now, I think we've evolved past that because we can see what this gradual reopening of the economy looks like. Um, but I think there's still a need to uh, be very lean in your approach. One counterintuitive piece of advice I find myself giving companies a lot of times is now is actually the time to experiment with new products and services if you can produce them without a lot of expense. And it's counterintuitive, but I, I don't know about you, Simran, but I, just as a consumer, my habits are changing. You know, the daily habits of a lot of people are changing. And so now, you know, it's so stay lean and lay low and survive. But if you can experiment with new product or service offerings, now is actually the time. I think that's great advice. Thank you so much, Michael, for taking the time to provide all these insights to our listeners. Best of luck, and I'm excited to see all the great things the Chamber has in store. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. And that wraps up another special episode of the 5-Minute Drill. As always, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we look forward to catching you bright and early Monday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news.